to the It'll Buff Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Grachowski, CEO and founder of Five and Fly LLC. What if I told you there's no set path on separating from the Army? If you are an active duty Army officer seeking to separate from the Army in the next 18 to 12 months, here's the deal. Stay tuned. The fact of the matter is, people out there are going to tell you that there's a set path to go on, whether that's pursuing an MBA or pursuing a certain internship path. There isn't. And here's what I'm going to tell you. You can write your own path. You just need to be able to filter through the noise. This podcast is going to provide you with interviews, one-on-ones, and personal experiences that help you create an azimuth to guide you on the path of separating from the Army. This isn't going to have all the answers, but it's going to help point you in the right direction. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for tuning in. It'll buff. Welcome to this episode of the Little Buff Podcast. I'm your host, CEO and founder of Five and Fly LLC, and today we are flying solo. Another another solo episode. And the reason why I'm coming to you with this episode is because there's really this is kind of one of those things I just got off the conversation with somebody we're going to have on the podcast here in the next couple episodes. And it was this idea of really communication and doing things a different way. And also just kind of a knowledge blast podcast episode, if you will. I've, I've posted some things on, on LinkedIn and just really hope you guys are paying attention to that. Because uh, it's actually very, if you're in the military, it's very pertinent and important information that you should be paying attention to, especially as an officer in the army um, or an officer in the military in general, that it's different for the army because the army uh, has the dedicated CSP program. So for those of you guys who don't know, we're gonna backtrack. So I've also posted a flow chart of this, if you will, but the military in general has what we call the skill bridge program. And essentially what the Skillbridge program is, it's an opportunity. And if you go through the transition assistance program, all that good stuff, um, they break this down. I don't think they do a very good job. It's a little confusing. But what the Skillbridge is, is essentially you look at your MOS in the Army. And so officers, you know, whatever, that kind of irrelevant. And not to an extent of it doesn't, you're, you're, skills don't transition, but unlike enlisted MOSs where they're very duty position specific, as officers, I would say our MOSs are, even though sure it's field artillery, logistician, transportation, whatever, quartermaster, you know, infantry, right? At the end of the day, I would say our skills are, for lack of a better word, holistic in that we all have these certain set of skills. You get You understand how to specifically do one thing, but especially as you increase in ranks and you become commanders and, and, you know, captains, majors, you hold operations positions at different levels, um, your knowledge becomes broad and you really kind of understand the bigger picture. So that's why I say it doesn't really matter. But for the skill bridge, what it's saying is, is I am a, I was a 13 alpha and I'm interested in going into the tech world. And, you know, granted, don't have a computer science background. I was a mechanical engineer. And so what it is, is it says, hey, the, the army and well, the military provides these opportunities. It's 180 days 
to basically link with a company and essentially work with a company in the industry that you want to create the bridge for the skills that you're missing and to work for, get an internship, get trained up. So when the time comes to get a job, you have the skills to either work for that company or hopefully you get good letters of recommendation. If they don't want to hire you, they let you know soon enough or you ask the question and then you take that and you again translate that into another job. But you now have actual evidence that you have the skills required to work in whatever industry you want to pursue. And so essentially the military, again, as I mentioned, all the branches of the service have this opportunity. Now, the army, this is where it kind of breaks down. The army actually has its own specific, um, I guess you can call it memorandum or, or prerogative, if you will, called the career skills program. It's really no difference other than the army recognizes that, hey, this is something that is important for our soldiers who are transitioning from active duty service to the civilian world. And the army says, hey, we want to recognize that. We want to dedicate this. We want to make sure that the commanders recognize this and allocate the time necessary or whatever is required. Now, for those of you folks who are listening who are, you know, Navy, specifically Marines or Air Force or Coast Guard, the skill bridge still exists for you. But you do not have a dedicated program at this time to help you to, to help your commanders, your 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 superiors uh, recognize, hey, this person, you know, needs certain assets, certain times, certain things to get this accomplished. So it makes it a little bit difficult if you're not in the army, but where this gets different, where actually things actually kind of are tying back together is if you go back to what five and five posted, we posted, I uh, posted a milper message and essentially what the milper message was, was the army is basically saying, Hey, they're saying a lot of stuff in this, but it's geared towards the SFL tap. It's specifically CSP. And what they basically did is they re-ranked in order from one to, I think like six, I don't have it up in front of me, but who gets priority of getting CSP accredited skill bridge pro or CSP command proved programs. And I would say it was like this before, right? It was kind of like this before COVID happened and then COVID happened and a lot of officers got out of the army. COVID's really no longer a thing. And now officers are, you know, kind of, it, it's getting harder, um, to get out of the military. But essentially what's happening is as officers, we're considered tier one, which means we have, according to the army, everything figured out, everything together. We know exactly what we want to do. Everything's peachy for us, which for those of you who have gone through the process, who are currently going through the process, you know, that's not true. Um, quite frankly, this is a little frustrating. Um, I'm hoping that at some point here in the near future, I can kind of raise concern about this to somebody. Um, but essentially what they're saying is, is that, hey, officers, um, you're probably not going to, commanders aren't going to approve a CSP for you. Now, I did some digging in the AR, the Army regulations to see like, hey, is there a reason that the commander, like, does there, there's there a way or a reason that a commander has the right to just blatantly disapprove your CSP. 
And at the end of the day, there isn't. And so for those of you folks listening out there who want to take this on now, you have a right to get a CSP. And that is something that they cannot, if all options are exhausted, they cannot deny you that. And um, I would say if that's happening, then kind of, I would, I don't know, take it to the IG, take it, take it as high as you need to take it because um, you should be afforded that opportunity. What this does is it says that everybody really has the priority of a CSP over you. Now, I would argue that those tier three candidates, i.e. the younger junior enlisted who don't really even care about getting out of the army and into civilian world, they kind of are like, I'm going to go do X, Y, and Z. Not, not, I'm not putting all those individuals under umbrella. There are some high-speed junior enlisted folks out there that want to go and pursue a tech job just like the officers do. But what I'm saying is the vast majority don't necessarily aren't aren't focused on the CSP program. And so what this means is they have priority. Now, it doesn't mean you can't do it. And also what this means is that it's going to take a little bit more lifting on your part as the officer getting out of the army and going into this transition process. And what does that mean? Now, if you go through the SFL TAP program, I would say most programs are the same. It's army all pretty much doctrine at this point. Um, follow all of the steps to say, hey, I need to bridge the skills, right? I have a gap and I need to bridge this. And generally what that means is like applying for certifications and things of that nature. Now, going into that, this is what I was talking about on my on the LinkedIn post that we posted. It was this idea of this doesn't necessarily mean that even if you can't get a CSP approved by the commander, um, there's still ways to go about this. It gets a little bit different. Now, if, if you go back to the beginning of this, when I was talking about basically everything's essentially, even though the army has the CSP, everything's a skill bridge. Now, whatever branch of the military you're in, there's essentially three types of skill bridges. There's the unsponsored, there's the sponsored, and then there's, I would say, really kind of the other main type is just hiring our heroes corporate fellowship skill bridge program that's fully dedicated to that. And look it up, each post, each region should have a hiring our heroes program manager, if you will, that really is is your person, your, your um, point of contact to go to, to figure out different cohorts. Now, this is where it gets interesting because Unfortunately, without the CSP getting approved, you really have to potentially not getting approved. You really have to kind of line these things up um, very strategically. And it gets a little crazy. And the reason why I say that is because if you think about it, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of officers have a lot of leave saved up, right? Officers don't unfortunately get to take a lot of leave. And so some of these officers have 90 days to kind of figure this stuff out. Now, what I would say to that is, is you have the time in that saved up leave to do your skill bridge. Now you're, you're running a risk and, and this is kind of unfortunate. And I don't, and I still don't think the army realizes like how difficult there is still a bridge to enter into the civilian world. And it's again, that's an aside. It's a point for another episode. We can maybe have like a, 
griping session on that one of these days. But what they don't what they don't realize is that there is still that skill bridge. And so this is why I'm saying you need to get creative. Now, there are a ton, a ton of approved skill bridges. Let's kind of break these down by type. So you have the you have the unsponsored skill bridge, right? What does that mean? So the unsponsored skill bridge is essentially all it's saying is you went through, you went to like dodskillbridge.gov, you went through their list of companies and you said, hey, you know what? Nothing on here really speaks to me. Um, and then you went to Hiringer Heroes and you're like, hey, this cohort, I don't really want to work at any of these companies. I really want to work at this SMB, you know, whatever place company name here. Like myself, that's what I did. I knew that I I had the entrepreneurial mindset. I knew I wanted to go work for a small, medium business because I'm, or a startup specifically because I one day, like I'm doing right now, wanted to start my own company and I really wanted to kind of get in at ground level of what it looks like to start a company and grow it and, and scale it, etc. And so essentially what you're saying is, is when you go to this unsponsored skill bridge and you write this up, there's it, there's a packet and it's really not that big. Essentially, all you need to do is you need to essentially give the each post should have or there. I think there's just a CSP specific one. Go find it. It's on army.gov. It's, it's pretty much go in there, look it up. It's like right on there. You can download all the forms you need. And essentially, it's just a, a thing outlining uh, a form outlining, you know, you're not allowed to work more than 40 hours a week. You are still property in the army. So you have to do, you know, your analysis or whatever the army requires of you. Like if all heck breaks loose, you got to go on a deployment. You know, you got to still do your proper post stuff, all that, right? It just lists that. It lets the, it lets the employer know, hey, these are all the requirements that I still have to fulfill in the army. And then essentially there's a little bit more like documentation and then it's so you just submit that in and you then you kind of have to put your salesman cap on and say, hey, sir, I have this opportunity. It's an unapproved skill bridge. It's a legit company. Boom, boom, boom. And this is I would this is the most risky skill bridge one, right? It's I would say it's the most lenient and it I've seen a lot of people be very successful in it. Uh, I landed the internship. I ended up working for the company, but it left me unemployed for four months. So I don't know what you want to call that a success failure. If you want to call it like a net zero, like wasn't a failure, wasn't a complete success. We'll just call it, we'll call it even Steven. Um, or I've had people just, you know, really kind of not do well with it at all and end up kind of having, you know, to figure things out down the road. But just know that the unsponsored one is the most likely to get on not to basically not get approved by the commander um, because it has the most risk. And in, in the army's eyes, even though the commander is, you are recognized, you're getting an army, the army wants to see you do that successfully. So just like you're going up in your positions, you have to essentially, the, the commander has to say, hey, this person actually transitioned successfully and out of the military, they had all their stuff, they got a job, et cetera, et cetera, right? So they have to, so that is the one that's most likely to get disapproved. However, it's the most likely to fit into really kind of this new CSP tiered ranking system currently. So kind of take that as for what it is. Now, I would say really, we'll go to the other side of the house, right? Like the one that's, I mean, very hard for a commander to disapprove this one is the Hiring Our Heroes Corporate Fellowship. This is... I mean, you really kind of have to mess up hiring our heroes to not land a job 
Um, and there is also the ultimatum to what people don't realize is that when you're going into the Hiring Heroes Corporate Fellowship, it's not like a, you know, you look at, okay, cohort, what, it's the 2023, so 23-3, right? I think we're there in 22-2 pretty much in August, and then 23-3 kind of into October, right? You look at it, and it's got, you know, Dell, Google, you know, some of these big name companies. And what you have to realize is that when you're going into that cohort, you are going to have to compete against everybody else in that cohort who wants to go get that job at or that or that internship for a potential job at that company. And so, yes, you if when you land a job at the company, and you work hard, and you prove yourself in the internship, you are gonna get a job i mean let's just call it what it is you're gonna get a job unless like the company somehow magically dissolves but hiring our heroes when they bring companies on they do a really good job of vetting them and making sure they are a legit company they're gonna at least keep you on for so long i haven't been able to get into the to the weeds of it to see exactly how they do that but i do know that they do a really good vetting process it's a great program and if you're just kind of really unsure what you want to do go check it out but just now realize that you may not get that. You may be like, oh man, this, this cohort has a Tesla spot in it. And I re- like really want it. I'm like, yeah, you and everybody else that's going to be in that cohort is going to want that. So what that's just going to do is that means you're going to have to do again, going back to like a couple, like 10 episodes ago, 15 episodes ago, where we're talking about networking. You're going to have to do some networking up front. You're going to have to reach out to whoever each company should have a veteran or hire heroes or skill bridge representative who you could reach out to and talk to right so that just means you're going to network in sooner to kind of work yourself into the position if you really want a good episode to listen to on that go to episode two and hayden mcmahon he really laid out uh, a good way forward of him saying hey i was just networking like crazy and that's actually how i landed the job at hiring heroes right they kind of came in and they were like hey we remembered you talked to you would you want to work for us or do this job and he ended up getting it so it's harder. And then and then it, it really becomes hard on the timeline. So hiring your heroes is, you know, easy to get a job, hard to potentially hard to get a job at the company that you really want to work for. And then it's also hard when it comes to the timeline of how it fits into everything, right? They're cohort specific three times a year, depending on year four. I sometimes try to squeeze another one in depending on how everything lines up from the year previous it's hard to fit it into your timeline, right? And so again, if you're there, there's that. And and I'm just trying to do kind of an overarching, overarching uh, episode of all of these skill bridges, so that we'll, we'll break these down. Um, and I'm going to do my best on on our community membership page to, to continue to break this down and really provide knowledge to you guys of okay, this is what I'm thinking. Here's my timeline. Here are my decision points this is what I want to do. And we're, we're going to, we're, we're working on that. Now, I would say really your best bet, especially if you're, if you're one of those people who is thinking to yourself, like, I honestly don't necessarily care where I land for my first job. I know that it's my first job out of the military. I know that it's not necessarily going to be my, it could potentially be my favorite job, but I'm really just like, I really want to get the skills in the civilian world, get some time in the civilian world under my belt, and then we'll potentially readjust from there. Um, and honestly, I've, a lot, I've talked to a lot of people who have kind of gone that skill bridge route, the, 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 the sponsored skill bridge route. And 
have like gone into the company and thought to themselves like, oh yeah, whatever. I just got this job. And they're like, Hey, actually I really kind of like this company. I dig it. That great com- company culture. And I think I see myself being here long-term, which is great. And so that's why I say that is really with kind of this meal per message coming out, pay attention to that skill bridge sponsored or sponsored skill bridge internship opportunities. I'll post the the episode in the podcast notes, but essentially it's, there's like, I mean, I don't even know. There's, there's, there's so many, there's so many opportunities on there and you can just go on there and click through them, reach out to the companies and say, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. And and they're going to know, they're going to know, right? They're, there's an application process. There's a huge application process for that. And um, it's one of those things where they have to check out all the boxes. So they know exactly what they're getting when they bring you on board. And so they recognize that. So it's, and, and again, that's actually going to fit real. Cause you can just say, Hey, you can work with them on, you know, I'm so many days out and it's, this is when I'm going to get out of the military. And that's kind of what, you guys can come up with a date and really timeline and you you know, this is how many days of leave I want. I want, you know, I'm an out process, whatever you can figure that all out. But the best bet to get both command approved and fit into your timeline is to do the sponsored skill bridge route. Um, yeah. So that's the skill bridge, uh, path in, out of the military into the civilian world. And as I mentioned, right, we were just going to kind of talk about that mill per message. And it, it, again, it really is unfortunate. I think that, especially for officers uh, who are looking to transition out of the military. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I, what the army fails to recognize that we are leaders and we are very talented and we are able to learn really quickly. And we come into organizations and we, we change them. We, we, we reshape them. We make them better. Um, but unfortunately there's a lot of civilian organizations out there that, see veterans and, you know, especially, you know, in the tech world, I think the tech world is going to be a huge barrier to entry. And I think it's kind of turned, you know, it's people are turned off by the tech world right now, recognizing, you know, just seeing all the layoffs that are happening at Google, at the, you know, at the Googles, the Amazons, the, you know, the Dells, all those companies. And they're thinking to themselves, okay, maybe the tech world isn't everything. Um, and it's not. And there's a really, there's a lot of awesome industries out there. And so I think, you know, this is, again, has become a reoccurring theme and I don't want to sound like a broken record on this, but for those of you who are thinking about getting in the military, looking at that mil per message, it, it, it's not, it's not the COVID, it's not the COVID era, right? So if you, if you were talking to somebody who's separated during that time, the, the game's changing, the, the, the playing field's changing and don't, don't hold on to what they said because it's going to look a lot different. Commanders are going to stop approving CSPs uh, for officers, right? Again, going back to the fact that they assume we have it all figured out. And again, I, I know, trust me, it's not, that's not true. Um, I'm not saying you can't figure it out. I'm just saying that we don't have it figured out. And it's a shame that they are kind of going on that mantra of, oh, you're an officer, so you can, you'll, you'll figure it out. You'll get it right. Um, so that's a bummer. But you you no longer it's not just a shoe in it's not just a shoe in going out of the military into the civilian world i mean i think that there are a lot of opportunities to go into the civilian world still again you just have to be more strategic you really have to sit down and plan and think through exactly what you want to do and know exactly what you want to do up front um i suggest you go back to the start with why episode um i had a start with why episode and i think it's really important 
to really sit down and start with why are you getting in the military? Um, again, had a conversation with a guy that's going to be on this podcast. And we were really kind of talking about, we were talking through this idea of, you know, we get out, we think we're going to get out of the military and go into an organization and it's just going to solve all our problems. And then like, <laughs> he, he, was, he went and worked for renewable energy, thought he's like, man, I want to change the world, renewable energy, solar wind is gonna be awesome. Got into the job and was like, this, this, this is horrible. I hate, I don't like doing this. And he just didn't do it and went and started his own company to be an entrepreneur. And so, you know, again, I think starting with your why is one of those things that's really important. It takes some time and, and don't rush it. Do not rush why to start with your why. And depending on where you are in the military, if you listen to the episode we talked with Kyle, use some of these military positions to help potentially give you a little more time, right? You know, go, if, if you're a, a first lieutenant who's, you know, about ready to go to triple C and you have an opportunity to go be a basic training XO or PL, go do that. I mean, sure, there's some busy times, but for the majority of the time, you're not that busy and it gives you these opportunities to go to some of these different networking events in person and and really plan and, and, and have a methodical timeline uh, and, and decision points of, okay, this is where if I don't, if I haven't accomplished this by this time, then I need to do this. Um, or at triple C, I mean, okay, maneuver triple C is pretty difficult, but FA triple C and, and some other triple C's, like from what I understand, FA triple C wasn't that difficult. I mean, it, we were done at two, right? You'd have all day, all day after that to figure out how you want to transition, you know? And, and, and so use that time. And, you know, if you're, if you're a commander and you finish your command time and you're kind of like, okay, like, I feel like I reached the pinnacle of my career. I don't really necessarily see myself going, you know, another two, three years, whatever, go, go get a, a military science instructor job or, or go back to, to one of these army schools and get an instructor there. Give yourself time again to kind of plan that out, uh, fill that time in. My goal when thinking through five and fly and, and really kind of the end game is to, to take to, I think what the army really does at the end of the day is they want to make it so you are backed into a corner and so you make a decision scare like scare really yeah i'm not saying like you're like oh man like i'm shaking my boots but you have to make a decision and they want you to feel like the only choice is either x y and z and if you continue to listen to these podcast episodes the only choices aren't x y and z i mean really at the end of the day it, there's no set path a to b 19 different court way course of actions in between and that that's it and there's no right answer and so don't just make a decision based off of fear because there's plenty of jobs out there there's plenty of opportunities there's plenty of different routes to go right like don't just go get an mba because you think it's going to get you a job like guess what it's not it's not going to necessarily be the case i mean there's people who there's people who I know who went and got MBAs to work at specific companies. They got hired there and then they got let go, laid off, you know? And so don't just make a decision because somebody told you that's the sure decision to get a job because that's not necessarily true. Make it, educate yourself, gain knowledge, look around, ask a lot of questions, network, come hang out at Five and Fly. We, I, we have a community platform where we can talk daily on what kind of decision process you're making. We, I would, we would love to coach you through this whole process. It's one of those things where 
sometimes you don't have time, right? Like, especially when people figure out that you want to get out of the military, you get, you get the crap end of the stick. You get the staff job, you get the late nights, you get the duties. Um, and it's unfortunate, but it's the, it's the truth. And it's the way that they treat people who want to get out of the military, which again is sad. And so, um, come, come check out five and fly. We'd love to help you out. Listen to these podcast episodes, reach out, um, Again, we have a lot more knowledge coming your way. I'm really excited for really what the future unfolds. I really just wanted to get this solo episode out there. I think especially with that mill permission coming out and CSPs kind of not really, again, like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to like scare anybody into it. I don't know how it's going to pan out, but all I'm saying is, is be prepared because as tier one candidates in the CSP program, we are at the bottom of the list. And just know that going into that, that there's going to be a lot more commanders saying no. And oh, by the way, you're getting out of the army. Okay, here's this crappy job. And it's just going to make it more difficult for you. So all I'm, I'm not trying to scare anybody. All I'm trying to do is give you the information, the knowledge to prepare you so that when you'd say, hey, I want to get out of the military, you are prepared you know the reason, the why you want to get out of the military. You have your values. You have a vision statement. You have a mission statement. You know what you want to do. You know why you're doing this. You know where you want to go. You've started to network. Your resume is dialed in. Everything else will pan out for itself. You just have to do a little bit of planning up front. Again, Five and Fly is here to coach you through the process, be a support system for you, help you out because this isn't as much as we like to think that we can do this, this again, this is another one of those things that is you can do it on your own, but it is very hard and the army is going to make it harder. Um, so I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue to provide information to you guys really on all things. Just continue to come out CSP. Um, I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Um, I love bringing them to you. We got some awesome guests coming up. Uh, we got some awesome stuff coming in the pipeline for Five and Fly. I'm really excited to continue to grow this company and provide an amazing resource for you guys. Again, please go check us out on the community. Uh, that'll be in the LinkedIn notes, podcast episode notes. Uh, go check us out. Go check us out. See what you like. It's 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 a one-stop shop for everything. We're going to have financial planning uh, webinars in there. We're going to have masterminds. We're going to have master classes. We're going to have different resources, courses to help prepare you for certain things, uh, which direction to go, how to make decisions, different assets you can use. And we're going to coach you through each one of those things. Um, and so again, for all of you out there listening, I really appreciate you tagging along with us. Please share, continue to share this podcast with people. We're growing and we're growing. This community is growing. It's awesome to see. I'm excited about it. Um, comment on if you're listening to this and you are following us on LinkedIn, go follow five and fly LLC on LinkedIn um, and comment on, on our LinkedIn or on my LinkedIn, Daniel Richowski, go to Daniel Richowski, comment on there and say, Hey, I would love to hear an episode on this, or I'd love to hear an episode on that. Or, Hey, you should reach out to this person and talk about that. Uh, we're always open for suggestions. This is a community led organization and i can't wait to hear what you guys have to offer and put on place so enjoy your week i hope all you guys aren't for those of you who are looking at the military listening to this aren't necessarily scared but you're ready to plan and prepare for a way forward um, but remember always at the end of the day no matter where you are in this process it'll buff
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the It'll Buff Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I really enjoy having them. Here's the thing. If you liked that episode, please do a few things to help me out. One, go save this podcast. Put it in your library. I'm going to be releasing one episode a week, every week, here on Forward. The next thing is go to fiveandfly.com and take the survey. It'd be really helpful for you to take the survey to help paint a picture of where each member that is separating from the military that's interested in this community is at. There's all kinds of questions, things that I've covered from previous episodes, so please go take the survey. Third, please go schedule one-on-one on the website. I'd love to talk to you and hear where you're at in your transition journey and help at least put you on the right hazmuth and potentially work with you for the, for the future to come. Lastly, if you or somebody you know has a separation story that you would like this community to hear, please reach out to me so we can schedule that story and I'd love to have you on the podcast. Again, this is a community by you guys for the people that are coming behind us. The goal is to make each person that comes behind us as they separate from the army have a more successful path than we did. That's the goal. Thanks again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed and remember, it'll buff.